All right, Domcast, episode 34 of my boy, Jason Harari, dude. How's it going, my man? It's going very, very well, man. Thanks for having me. Dude, thank you for coming, my man. And you're the first to use the Domcast chalice, dude. It It's beautiful. I think everything might taste better coming out of it. I don't know how it might. or what it is. The gold but... rim might. Yeah. So... We were just talking uh, before we start recording right now about this this complex where, I mean, you play in a rock band, mm-hmm. Hydra Melody. Yep. And uh, you played in rock bands before, of course. Um, and so there's a complex with um, bartenders and rock stars, you say, yeah, where they want to see you get fucked up. <laughs> yeah, always, dude. It- so where do you where do you think where's the beginning of that? Like. I think, okay, so I think people want to maybe live vicariously through it, right? So they have this idea that, like, well, everything's more fun if this guy's trash because every great rock story you've ever heard or great concert, and then you hear... John Bonham drank three gallons of... Exactly, and then you hear, like, after the fact, oh, and little did you know this guy was on acid and had drank, you know, vodka all night or whatever. So there's this weird thing that seems to happen where you're on stage... The better the show is going, the more they think they can like enhance it by you getting trashed, which exactly. is the opposite effect. But if everybody's <laughs> getting trashed, they tend to think it sounds better too. <laughs> so yeah, so there's this weird thing where we're playing, and the bigger the show, the better the crowd, the more they want to see us trashed on stage. Yeah, but I think it just they- comes from this fairy tale of. The more drunk they get, the more they're going to sound like Zeppelin. See, Doesn't always work that way. No. Yeah. But they're they're. What would happen? Like, would you be alive if you took every free shot someone gave you? Absolutely not. Yeah, I've tried. <laughs> I've tried. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I've tried. But if I stayed awake long enough to take every shot that was offered to me to show, no, I wouldn't no. be here today. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah guaranteed. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, the same complex bartending. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you're hosting the party, right? You're behind the bar, yeah, but you're on the clock. So everyone else yeah, around you're you, working, you're working. Yeah, you get fucked up, you're out of a job. But everyone <laughs> there is like, you know, oh yeah, like you're at, they're getting drunk, they're having a good time, they see you sober. So when you get off work, they're trying to hook you up. Oh, I'm sure, and they're just like ounces, ounces, like. I want an old fashioned that's made like an old fashioned. Just right. don't pour a bunch of fucking bourbon on a Scotch rock. Yeah. <laughs> and then like call it a drink, dude. Like sometimes you just want to have a drink, go home, dude. Well, and my thing too is like, do you think, cause here's, here's the thing. So I've definitely been at a bar and had somebody behind the bar get drunk with me. It's a lot of fun. The drinks get worse. The drinks get worse. They get stronger, which to some people, I guess that's better. But if you're going for an old-fashioned, you're going for a martini, something else, they can ruin it. Yeah. How do you feel about the fact that, like, as a bartender, when you worked in the bar industry and all the stuff you've done, what about – what is the appeal for them? Like, what, what is it about? Do they think they're going to get, like, an extra pour? What do they think? I think so. Yeah? I think I think, I think they come and they want – they think um, – if I tip them good or something, they'll get an extra pour. But really, they they can't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> so like usually, when I was bartending, like the if you order a drink for me, the first two would be stiff already. Yeah. You know, I'd make them a sure. little strong. 
But then after that, it's like, all right, I can see where this is going. I can <laughs> yeah. see where you're going. Yeah. Hopefully in an Uber. Yeah. And inside someone wrapped, you know, wrap that bad boy <laughs> yeah. up. And uh, it just becomes this weird complex where um, they just want to feel part of it. They want to be a part of it. Right. And like when you're on stage and everyone's watching you perform, they want to feel a part of it. They're feeling that energy from the stage come to, you know, you're giving that energy to the crowd. Right. Crowd's giving it back to you. And they're like, oh, fuck. Like, I want him in this fucking whirlwind of like. Right. And like maybe maybe there's this thing where like they feel like they contribute to the show if like they literally hand you this shot glass and like you exchange hands and you drink it. And now they're a part of that chemistry on stage that they weren't a part of. That's true, too. You know what I'm saying? So they're like, hey, I helped this show, or I was a part of it, or if it went off the rails, it's because <laughs> of that shot that I gave them. So maybe that connects them. You know, I, I agree, know. too, because, like, you know, you, you could go to a bar and, um, like, when you, like, hey, I'm going to buy a round of shots, and you ask the bartender, do you want one? And it might be, like, one of those bars where they can actually drink on the job. Right. And you feel it when you cheers with the bartender. Yeah. You're like, Chink. We're in and this together like, now. Yeah, you're like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, this is no man left behind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a pack mentality, man. It's like such a dangerous. It's a slope, right? It's like you you start at the top of this hill, everybody's having a good time, and then you start sharing shots with the guy that's selling you the shots. Boom! It, it gets exciting. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you're. And that's the tribalism. That's how people think, though. Yeah, of course. And they're like, all right, we're in this thing. Let's keep rolling. And there's also like this thing about like a bartender being like an authority figure in some way where they can cut you off. They can stop the party. So maybe if you loosen them up, the party goes a little bit longer or a little further than it should. That is right? very true, too. That so is maybe very... I'm giving away my secrets on how, <laughs> how, how I drink for like, you know, $10, but, you know, can't yeah. walk home. But no, I mean, I think subconsciously has something to do with that. It's like this idea of like, look, if we're all in this together... Let's see where we end up. Yeah. You know, he's not going to cut me off if he's loose. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's a weird thing. And that gets you down. Well, some of the best nights. I don't know. Some of the best worst nights. Some of the best worst nights. The worst hangovers for sure. Right. Do you fuck with like, I kind of have like a a life law where if if the liquor has to be chilled, Mm -hmm. like Fireball, Rumplemint, Jaeger, things like that. I don't want to fuck with it, man. I'm 100% with you on that because I drink tequila. Like, that's love tequila shots. Thing? Tequila and whiskey. But I feel like at the point where you're having to chill something so that it's acceptable or palatable, there I'm you out. go. I like my tequila neat, room temperature. I don't want any salt, maybe a lime, but most of the time, not even that. Yeah. If it's a good tequila, drink it that way, enjoy it. Sip it neat. Right. Do you have any favorites? Um, I like Don Julio a lot. Oh, also, I had Casamigos recently. Ooh. And it's really good. Casamigos is very good. It is really nice. Um, and it's perfect to drink that way. You can have it room temperature. Just have a small glass of it. You can sip on it. You can shoot it, whatever. You don't put it in a margarita? No. I've had friends that go to Mexico. Yeah. And like Don Julio 1942 mm-hmm. is like five bucks. Yeah. And they're just like. Shooting it? No, they're making margaritas oh, out of it. They're just course, like. Yeah. They're like. Can we get like five Don Julio margaritas? Yeah, yeah. You know, three three with no salt. I can't do it. I think I'm with you on the page where 
if the liquor needs a supporting act, what am I drinking to begin with? But, hey, you just want to drink some whiskey? Sure, put it. Like, I drink a lot of whiskey press. A lot of that comes from Jordan. Jordan introduced me to that drink. Whiskey press? Yeah. Yeah. And I like it because it's not super sweet. You can still kind of taste the whiskey. But it's like a, look, we're here. It's 250. Let's drink that tonight. Yeah. Um, but when we drink our whiskey and it's going to be neat, you want something nice. It doesn't De- need the decent. Coke. You don't need the opening act. You just yeah, need, yeah. here, here we are. And that's what I like to drink. I like how you refer to it. It's like a band still. I love well, it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because... There's a lot of bands that need supporting acts. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> There's a lot. So let's rewind this for the listeners right now. So you're a musician. Yep. You play pretty much every instrument. Mm-hmm. Let's say, uh, what, what was the first instrument you ever picked up? I think the first one I ever picked up was piano. Um, and that comes from my parents, right? So Classically training you? Exactly. They, they wanted us to learn an instrument. My brother played violin. My sister oh, and I did piano. Violin is so hard, dude. It's amazing. And so hard. It is. And it teaches you a lot of like discipline, right? So um we picked up piano. We had like a guy that would come to the house and teach us some stuff. And then I kind of gave up on it for a long time. And I'm old school in the way that for whatever reason, like my parents raised me on like old school rock, much like you. Mm. Like we like the classics and stuff. And True. I fell in love with Eric Clapton. I think at this time he'd come out with like the, his unplugged album, which was like massive on MTV and became obsessed with him and started watching videos and stuff uh, where I could find them because at that time YouTube wasn't exactly happening. No, I remember Um, when YouTube came out also. Yeah. yeah. So I was like on that 56K like (laughs) dial up game Yes, and would find what I could on Eric Clapton. Don't use the phone between five and eight. I'm waiting for a call. Exactly. (laughs) So I saw him with like this uh, Stratocaster, black with a white pickguard. Had to have one. Wanted to learn how to play guitar. Um, yeah, so I asked for one for Christmas, and then they made the mistake of getting giving you one, yeah. and then that's and, and starting this twenty-year craziness that is music. So yeah, yeah. So successful in San Antonio yeah. and outside of Texas. Yeah, um, you've toured with many bands what was what was your favorite band because i don't want to make this whole podcast about you know just your tour stories and stuff yeah yeah yeah. of course that's going to be a majority of it but what was one of your favorite bands you've ever toured with so i grew up the first record or like the first proper like cd i had right was uh the third eye blind self-titled record my sister gave it to me um blind yeah she's like you know listen to this stuff and she thought it was kind of lame so she kind of handed it off to me because she was listening like corn yeah. and like heavy stuff at the time, like Prodigy. <laughs> when they had like a yeah. eight string eight string guitars yeah, and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> so she's like, "Hey, here's this here's this record from this band. They're kind of kind of lame, but you might like it." Anyway, it became my favorite record. So when we did the Third Eye Blind tour, I was really, it was like this culmination of like, I started playing guitar, learning stuff. Too. It was everything I wanted. I really really loved them. Um, their lead singer was a big deal to me. So when we did that tour, it was eye-opening in that it was cool to see them live, to tour with them, get to know them, um, especially the lead singer. Him and I hit it off really well. We drank a lot of tequila, as a matter of fact, out of He's... solo cups. This guy was funny because <laughs> here's the thing about him is like he would he would invite me to his bus, right? You go in there and you're hanging out and you're thinking, cool, like here I am hanging out with this guy that I've looked up to for a long time. And he's like, Hey, what can I get you to drink? And he always asks you like, what do you want? I've got everything. 
So you order. Is like a guy with a trench coat? Yeah. Look, yeah. I got <laughs> yeah. fucking Rolexes. Exactly. It's like, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> we go in there and we're drinking. But when you start drinking, he asks you, what do you want? Right. So I'm like, well, I'll have a whiskey. He's like, okay, cool. Get any, what kind do you want? I was like, anything's fine. Because here I am with this guy that I've looked up to since I was like a little kid. Yeah. Um, They're going to be all particular. Right. He will ask. Garrison Brothers, neat. Exactly. And he asks you, what do you want to drink? <laughs> he only pours you tequila. So he does this to everybody. <laughs> he, did, he does this. Yeah. He does it to everybody. He will, he will ask you what you want down to like, do you want like lime? Like, what do you want with it? You'll order this drink, and then he only brings you like a red solo cup with like three inches of tequila in it. Nice. So I was like, my I kind like of guy, I still style. like him. Yeah. So that that was a good tour because it humanized somebody that I looked up to a lot. Um, but also, you kind of see the fallibility. Yeah. In the people. That's one thing so. too. It's kind of scary when you uh, like when you meet your idols or people you look up to, and you realize they are human. Yeah. It can fuck it up sometimes. Like, um, I've met people that I've looked up to, and then when I met them in real life, I was like, man, I really wish I didn't meet you. You hadn't found out who they really were. Yeah. So the last night of tour, we were in New Orleans, and I spent the whole tour not saying not saying anything about, like, how much I like them or how important they were or whatever to, yeah. you know, my musical you career when I was a kid, like, learning how to write. But what happened was... I had this conversation. I was like, hey, last night I toured New Orleans. I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to tell him, hey, really look up to you. Your band meant a lot to me. Um, and what's crazy is he had like this weird foresight into what you're talking about because he asked me, he goes, well, did I ruin it for you? And I was like, what? Whoa. He's like, he kind of knew the whole time because we had like a, he kind of did. And we had like this crazy just few weeks on the road with them. And he felt the need to ask me if, him being who he is and seeing what I had seen and all the craziness, which ruined. ruined my idea or image of him as an artist. And I was like, I had to second think it. I was like a little bit, but kind of not like I yeah, always thought yeah. you were this guy. But like when you're younger, you're not thinking about just drinking, you know, yeah, triple tequilas out of a solo cup. Absolutely. When they're writing the songs. Yeah. And like hanging out with sisters and stuff. Right. Like he was like. Yeah, we saw that happen a couple of times. So it was it was impressive. Sisters but, like in black women. No, like two oh. girls. <laughs> like like hanging out with the like, sisters. No, like <laughs> two girls Sunday. that both had a huge crush on the guy or others in the band. I won't name exactly who, but that were willing to give up on their integrity for an evening and see each other naked to be with the same guy. So. <laughs> Total, totally rock star. A lot of fun to, <laughs> to see happen, but he was really concerned, and they all were really sweet, but there was like a bit of like... They didn't want to get Me Too'd. This is kind of right. like before the Me yeah. Too shit. Yeah, yeah, Since the 90s, right? So yeah, They could get away with it, kind of. Right. And, mind you, totally... Because so, nowadays, the sisters would have had Snapchat out. And, oh, sure. And they would... Yeah. Sure. And they, they did now. But here's the thing is that like they... It was really interesting. Like, so... You would think like it's not going to happen. I can't tell you how many girls I saw break up with their boyfriends like that night to hang out with what? the band all the time, all the fucking time. So it was heartbreaking, but kind of like this is everything I thought it should be, right? Yeah. Like there's a part of you that's like it should this be this insane. Thing. It should be this insane. And what's funny is I guess now this day and age he was concerned, well, what do you think of me? Have I ruined your image? Yeah. And I had to tell the guy like, no, not at all. 
I don't know that I want to do all the crazy shit y'all do, but you know what? I'm glad I saw it because now I like you just as much as I hoped that I would. Yeah. Um, well, you definitely got the full, you got the full experience. Oh yeah. Um, oh, we saw like you watched the movie like basically in the D box and in 3d and in HD. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And here we are like opening band, super like well-behaved, trying to be like on time for everything and not drink too much and all this stuff. And, it just it, it was interesting. We all enjoyed ourselves. So the last so. show was in New Orleans. It was in New Orleans. Sweet Jesus, mm-hmm. dude! That, I always talk about New Orleans as the places if I ever had to like get off the grid. Yeah, like, burn my fingerprints and get off the grid. I go to New Orleans. Oh, absolutely! Like, like I, I would work in a little bar or shuck oysters somewhere, go by a different name. Yeah, and just live it out. Watch Saints games. Yell hoot at at everyone yeah. I know. And just like. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you get your shoes? You know what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. New Orleans is like that town where you have the feeling that like life doesn't matter until you're like on Bourbon Street or like you're you're hanging out. Yeah. Like you do what you have to do, but really the fun part of your life or whatever you're doing is at your job, like bartending or exactly. at the restaurant, whatever you do at home. That's just literally just. I have a similar feeling about Austin. I always say Austin's like... um where young people go to retire. Okay. That's kind of, yeah. I feel about like new Orleans as well. It's kind of like, all right, I can do this job mm-hmm. self-sustain. I could be, I don't know, 20 something. Yeah. And just not worry about it. This is what you do. Yeah. This is what I do. Austin has that. Absolutely has that vibe. And I feel like a if lot you of do it right. I mean, if you're in the scene in Austin music or, you know, the bar or restaurant scene, whatever, yeah. if you do it right, Oh, they're living leave. it up. It's it's one of these things where like, well, how do you see it, right? So like, we've both worked in the industry, both bartender and everything. It feels a lot like, feels a lot like the, Christmas. <laughs> they, <laughs> they do, they do whatever they have to do to just keep the the party going, right? Yeah. So it's like, they work, they go home, but the more often they can be at work, the better their life is. Like this is what True. they're looking because for. Because anyway. outside of work, it's. The bartender complex. Yeah. And it's not cheap, right? So like in Austin, it's like I moved here for this experience or to be a musician, which is like, don't do it. Like just oversaturated. Yeah. Just travel there. Like, you know what I mean? If you're in Austin, (laughs) it's because you're on a stage. Okay. Yeah. Like that's if you're a musician, that's the way you should look at it. But um, no, absolutely. I think New Orleans has the same vibe. It's one of these like party towns that has young people working in it. Also. In New Orleans, the one thing that's cool is like the bartender could be like 55. He could be 23. The guy's been there forever. It's a lot of fun. I, I, I love both the towns, but it's like, yeah, you're like working to work, to live that life. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could just sustain that lifestyle. Yeah. People get a gig on 6th Street and they're like, I made it. This is the bartending mecca. This is where I wanted to be. And I'm going to ride this till I'm too old to bartend. Yeah. Yeah. That's tr- fucking true though. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them make bank. Bank. Like, Especially when the festivals come through. When you're making like 300, 400 a night. Oh, yeah. You only work like three nights a week. Oh, and then South By comes in and you're making oh. like 900, 1200 bucks a night. Yep. As a guy. Dude, well, you know, you know I, I mean? experienced that uh, during the rodeo. When the rodeo, I, I worked the rodeo twice. Okay. And uh, when the rodeo came in town, I worked the Frontier Club. Oh, well. And bro, Reba McIntyre, I'll say this brought the biggest crowd yeah i've ever seen any band bring yeah reba fucking mcintyre when reba. she came in 
we had probably about 12 bartenders, four or five bar backs. Okay. Pretty much. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, the only thing bigger would probably be Randy Rogers at Floors when we did like. And this was like a built place? Like they made it for. Yeah. It, uh, Frontier Clubs for the people that run the rodeo. It's kind of like their clubhouse. Okay, cool. Yeah. So those people, all cash mm-hmm. because they're selling like. They also like sell their livestock. Sure. So they just got hundies, bro. Just, and when they come yeah. up, it's like, uh, I need about, uh, can I get about, uh, and, and since it's a private club, yeah. like TABC rules don't apply because you're in a club. Okay. So you can order, you know, like you normal TABC can't have more than like two or three drinks in front of you. You know what I mean? Right. They're like, can I get like a... Uh, Six Kurz lights, uh, five Jack and Cokes, and about yeah. six shots of Fireball. Yeah. And you're just like, sure. sure. <laughs> uh, that's going to be $125. Gives you 200 bucks. Keep yeah. change. I'll be back. Oh, that's amazing. And they just come back like 15 minutes later. Can I get about four more Kurz lights? Yep. That's going to be about $50. Here's a $100 bill. Keep it. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That, I, I mean, mean that's, that's the gig you want to have then if you're bartending. I mean, it's like festivals, the rodeo. People exactly. that have cash and like they just, they I go in imagine knowing. Imagine doing it all the time though. No, I can't. You can't. Sixth Street is kind of like that. I I know that like several places like close down during the festivals because they're just like I'm not putting up with this shit. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean the amount of money that just pours through there's crazy and and especially like at the rodeo and things like that. Um, people expect paying pigs, so much dude. for a Coors Light. They're like ten dollars, twelve dollars. Sure. Yeah, I mean it's normal. Dude, or at the rodeo, I've been to Astro games, yeah. watching like shit games. Not even like good good baseball yeah and it's i think it's like uh like 14 dollars here i'll put it this way i went to the austin 360 center uh to watch willie nelson okay what 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 does he call it his uh, willie nelson's uh picnic or whatever yeah he he throws it like every year whatever uh ziegenbox Mm -hmm. tall boys okay okay 12 dollars a pop yeah that's insane so my boy filzy and i were out there yeah and a round was $24 each for each of us. We were done and then waiting in line for another round. Yeah. And it's like basically what the tip, it's like $30 a round. Oh, sure. For two beers. Yeah. I don't. For a Ziegenbach. For a Ziegenbach, Ziegenbach dude. Ziegenbach, tall boy, yeah. Not even touching liquor. I don't even know yeah. how much, like. I can't a, even imagine. A crown of Coke? No, it's ridiculous. It's got to be like 15 bucks, 17 15, bucks. Yeah. Easy. The thing is, like. People pay it, though. Yeah, and I do too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like all the time. Yeah. I go to a show or a concert and I just assume this is this yep, is where this I get raped. Right be. Here. Yeah. Yep. This is where I lose my cash <laughs> because I want to get trashed the watching last whatever. Two band. weeks of all my hard earned work. Yeah. Going just, away. Just so I can be a little buzzed when Willie comes out and yeah. sings Tonight at Floors stranger. I will be broke. Yeah. Like by the end of it. Dude. Yeah. Floors made me money, but I saw people lose it. That's for sure, man. Oh, I'm sure. Um but and 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 they do the fireball and they do mm-hmm. and you know what I think it is they resort to it when they know they're like at the end of their cash they're like I don't want to remember this and they just rumple mints <laughs> yeah give me rumple mints yeah. black me out do you do you find yourself taking those shots ever do you get to a point in the night where you're like you know what I'm just gonna switch over to Jaeger rumple mints or fireball um when I was younger yes okay um. I will say now there's maybe three people in the world that will get me doing this. Hey, check it out. It's a producer, Zach Cavender. Oh, really? Hey, Zach. Hey, Zach. Hey, 
podcasting with Jason Harari right now. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't have to hang up, but I, I just have an idea for the Christmas special. Okay. I want to do like uh, four mics, dude, and we're going to get... Well, we might get Jason on this one, too. Jordan, Jason, Andy, myself, my brother. Dude, let's get all the microphones in the world. And that's going to be the last episode of the season. And then we're going to have to do a new photo shoot in January, get a new picture, and start 2019. Domcast, something new. It's got to be fresh. It's got to be fresh. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go because we're recording. Hey, you're going to hear this, all right? All right. Yeah, let me know what day you want to do it. All right. We get Chinese food and talk about it. But the poor fucking waiter couldn't wear his own vest. (laughs) That's that's a whole other story. Oh, really? All right, brother. Have a... Hey. Hey, you're still my producer, bro. All day. All day, every day. <laughs> All right. Like, hey, perfect timing. I know. It, it almost would seem staged, right? For the it listeners, they're like, staged. oh, look, it's our producer call. <laughs> that was not staged <laughs> at know. all. That rocks. Dude, that was awesome. Yeah. So, let's see. We, um, so, I call my producer because in the very beginning, he would help me like, I would send him the. Tr- I would do all this, record it, mix it, master it, send him the tracks, yeah. and he would just post it. And then he was finally like, "Dude, just here. Here's your login. Yeah, do it yourself." <laughs> yeah. But like, it's so much cooler to call him your producer. <laughs> yeah. Like if I'm at work and he's calling, he's like, "I'm be like, oh, my producer's calling me." Yeah, of course. No, like it's oh, the title. That's my boy's calling me. Yeah. He's like, no, my producer's <laughs> my calling producer. me. I gotta go real quick, dude. Just give me five minutes. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> But hey, sticker fridge. Well, the, yeah, of course. Holding it down. Talented friends. Talented friends, yeah. dude. How Can't we complain. all got in this damn thing in the beginning. So, <laughs> so a lot of uh, memories, I guess, from having what you is a lot of just parties in green rooms. Yeah, the majority. I would say, yeah. And you'd think it'd be more exciting than than you would think, right? So you'd think it'd be like this craziness. Everybody always asks, like, oh, like how was it on the road? It's a lot of work. And I'm getting to the age now where like it hurts to tour, but oh yeah, I but I'm still young enough to where like I can't think of anything else I'd rather do. Yeah, you know what I mean. That 45 minutes at the end of the night—that's the best. Yeah, exactly. So it's a lot of work, it's a lot of driving, but then you do that, you have a lot of fun. Then you come home, and then you're like, "Well, how am I going to have that much fun at the end of a work day?" That's you know when what I mean? you're in the rabbit hole, and that's bro. when it gets hard. Then you go to the grocery store, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> You forget how to shop because <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. gas station food. Yeah, exactly. Oh, question. Yeah. When's the longest you've been without a shower on the road? On the road without a shower. Um. Oh my god, it's bad. It's probably been like, ugh, I mean, like a good eight nine days. Nine days, no like shower. Easy, same clothes. Easy nine days. Had to like, you're going through like the week. And you're like, I really need to change my socks and underwear. Like, oh, it needs to happen. Just and then like, finally you do laundry and you put it on. You haven't even showered, but putting the clothes on is like... Makes you feel cleaner. Oh, yeah, you feel like, like you bathe. Like, you're born again. <laughs> just the fact that it's like clean cotton hitting your ass yeah. is like, this is so fresh. This is living the life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. yeah. Thank then, you, Dawn. And then you realize, like, all the glamour is, like, really not not like that unless you can wash your underwear. So. I can, yeah, that's true. Can, yep. I can imagine just being in a bus with five other dudes. Oh, we had, okay. 
Speaking of stink, we had this girl on tour. Um, I won't say her name, but her nickname to us, she doesn't know this, was Sugarfoot. And it's basically because... Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah. She... Her feet smelled so horrible. Oh. So horrible that when we were on the road and she'd take her shoes off when we were traveling, we just had to make like a band-wide rule like, you have to sleep with your shoes on because it's that bad. Yeah. So... Girls, guys, everything. It's like I dated horrible. a dancer in a high school, and she would always, you know, after dance practice and everything. Yeah. Like, she would take her little, like, ballerina shoes off or whatever. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just trash. Like, ugh, nothing yeah. about you sexy right now. Like, I want, <laughs> like, my eyes are watering. Yeah. I can't eat food. Yeah. She looks cute as hell wearing unitar, but it's like those feet. Yeah. <laughs> like, Trash. I also did a girl's feet look like alien feet, you know? What do you mean? <laughs> Dude, like... What do you mean alien feet? Okay, like, you could, like, take a tech deck... Okay. ...and, like, grind down a vein from her knee all the way down to her big toe. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? No. Okay. I mean, I can picture it. Like, like one toe's longer than the other, and it should be veiny, yeah. weird shape, and it's like... A tech deck. Like... Like you know, I could I could do like fifty fifty grinds on them. Yeah. Like the veins just popping out. Like yeah, and it's just like oh, uh, you know, they'd have a long day at work or something. Yeah, and she be like, oh, can you give me a foot massage? And like they would be clean, and you know, bust it out. Smell like, fine. Look, smell fine. Smell fine. They look fine. Well, they don't. But look I fine. just couldn't touch them, dude. Really? Yeah. I just was this was this like a thing? You're like this is. This is the beginning of the end of this relationship when she oh, took those dude, shoes off. It was like close to a deal breaker. Really? Yeah. That bad? Bro, I don't like feet, bro. Oh, so you have a foot thing. Yeah, not or a just fetish. In general, the opposite. Like the, opposite. the opposite. You're opposite. against feet unless like, they're just I, normal. I I mean, just even normal feet. I mean, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. you can have the cutest little toes in the world, dude. Don't touch this me. This little piggy went to the market. This <laughs> yeah. little piggy went to the whatever. Just, I, I don't like Don't feet. fucking touch me. And then when your feet come from Saturn, it's like, ah. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm really interested <laughs> because it's funny, like, when you're growing up as a guy, like, the smallest thing is a deal breaker. Yeah. And, like, a fucked up toe. Yeah. You're like, I don't know that I can marry that. See, and you now know that I, mean? I get older, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck your feet. Yeah, he gives a shit about feet, right? But yeah. when you're young, you're like, man, she's amazing. She's smart. She's got a degree. She's beautiful. I love her parents, but that fucking toe, That man. toe is I just... I can't... I fall asleep at night. I feel it in my <laughs> yeah. ear, yeah. even though it's at the end of the bed. Yeah. yeah. Snuggles you, you're like, is that is that the toe? Do you have any, like, um, I would say, like, physical um, deal breakers? Physical deal breakers. Let when you're younger, because I mean, we're older now. Yeah. It's more about the personality and the brains and whatnot. Right. But okay. Is there any, when you were younger or something, any physical deal breakers? God, like physical deal. So for me, and I don't know, I don't know what it is, but like, I've always had like a weird thing about like, <laughs> this is so bad, dude. Dude, this is Domcast, dude. Yeah, I know. I know. You got to get it out. Get it out and you're going to feel know, so much better. It's it's just literally comes down to like the tooth to gum ratio thing. Oh. Like yep. so many, yeah, so many great people just are fucked on the tooth to gum oh, ratio. They and smile you, and their face is so pretty and yeah. everything and you're like, Whoa. what the fuck? Like, what are these miniature dentures being held on by... And here's the thing. 
I don't have great teeth. Okay, I've uh, gap teeth. I don't. I know I don't have good looking teeth. That's probably why I have an aversion to it. <laughs> but there's been so many times, and then like when you're in high school, and the girl had like braces on top of that. Oh, like on those. Oh, you don't even see the murder teeth. for me. And like the nicest people in the world. Oh, but you can't. I couldn't do it, dude. Yeah, I bet their risk for like gingivitis is like it's increased like, yeah, like 85 triple everybody else is yeah you yeah. have too much uh space there's a lot of real estate up there for a disease to happen and like what a ridiculous thing right but it's like the toe it's like yeah i can't do tiny teeth with like 80 percent gum yeah. and i can't rock you can't rock a fucked up toe it's fucked so, up feet dude yeah. it's like i'm like okay let's say the water burger i work at right yeah you know you're gonna you're gonna spend some cash to stay there, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say we're at the the pool at the top of the water burger, right? Yeah. And we're like, it's this nice, sexy night. I just spent six hundred fifty dollars for one room for one night. Yeah. And you come out in your nice little dress, and then you slip off your sandals, and I gotta see that shit, dude. And it looks like E.T.'s trying to touch me. Dude, phone home, dude. I'd rather call one of my boys up and be like, dude, let's get drunk, dude. Here's here's what's amazing about the way way you describe that is that you feel like it's an assault. Like, I have to see that shit. Like, 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 none of us rest of my body, dude. You're persecuted by these people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you got to deal with my hemorrhoids and uh, fucking... uh, yeah ass crack hair dude it's coming out like a jungle it's so funny because like i think about silly stuff like that or like i always just tell my friends right and like God, this is so inappropriate the girl that i'm dating is not gonna like this but <laughs> you always tell your buddies and i used to tell my friend i'd be like look um no matter how amazing a girl is physically just just always one thing like always. there's just one thing always. and it's gonna drive you nuts right so for you it's defeat for me, it's like this tooth to gum ratio thing that I have no right to even be talking about with my fucked up teeth. But it's like there's always just one thing. The or tooth like, to gum ratio is widely popular, though. Oh, it is. It but is. Then there are some guys that like that. Like I worked with a guy. He like, okay, example. He like big noses, mm-hmm. and he liked gums. Like if if like uh, he was a waiter, he liked gums. Yeah, he was about it. Yeah, he was like, ooh, look at that. Like oh, I don't shit. know if you want to lick it. This guy, <laughs> like, and like, yeah. if they had big noses, he would just be like, oh, "I just want to get all up in that schnoz." Here's what's amazing about this guy, is that <laughs> he has such a great free market open to him. You know what I'm saying? He's like, he's like, there's so many people that are like, "Oh, but it, but her nose is crazy, or his nose is crazy, or like the gum thing." And he's like, "That's what I'm into." Yeah, he's a genius. He's Dude. tapping into a market. Yeah, he's it's got all options. His. Yeah, he's got options. Seven point eight billion people. Half her yeah. female, all of them are his, yeah. dude. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> That's amazing. I wish he, I was, if I could just be that guy. You know? Yep. Shallow water lays. Where it <laughs> lays, dude. He's doing it right. Dude, he's deep sea diving. He's like in those <laughs> yeah. caves, dude, doing that deep water cave diving. Yeah. He's, fuck that. He's made the right choice, basically. Because you'll find a nice person, a reasonable human being. Yeah. That is amazing. There's no reason to be like, oh, I can't because of your gums. Yeah, and like, mind you, sometimes I like a big nose. Sometimes I like all sorts of weird stuff. The feet thing, like, I'm with you 90% on that. It's, I don't know why. I shouldn't even give a shit about this tea thing because, like I said, but. Dude, my teeth used to be really nice. Mm-hmm. Fucked them all up. Then I broke it again, my front tooth. How did you break it? 
singing Bohemian Rhapsody karaoke. <laughs> no, I grabbed the not. mic, Mama, and just like put you the mic, busted boom. your mouth. Yeah, in the, the middle of it, and then when I was like, Ooh, I felt like something <laughs> like 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 uh, sand, like no in my shit. mouth. Yeah, because this I broke the front tooth uh-huh. almost all the way off, so it was a cap, and then I had braces. Yeah, without it fixed, and then when it got fixed, they put the cap on. And I was supposed to get it replaced like every like three to five years. Oh, no shit. Never okay. did. Yeah. Started like slowly deteriorating. Like I'd take a bite out of a burger and be like. <laughs> and it just started like falling apart more and more. And this coincided with a love of Bohemian Rhapsody. And karaoke dude, night. that because I put the microphone straight in my mouth like Freddie Mercury would with the fucking Did dog, it hurt? Dude. Couldn't really feel it. That's yeah. why I felt the sand in my mouth. I was just like. Ah, that's the, that's the rumple mints. That was. Probably that was a whiskey night. Okay, not a rumple night. That was whiskey night. Rumple nights, you know, you black out. That is one of my biggest fears. I was like falling down and like knocking a tooth out. It seems oh. so painful. I, dude, man, now I'm thinking about it. I've had multiple tooth injuries. Um, <laughs> when I was in genie in a bottle, baby, what was it, like third grade or something. Yeah. Um, the public pool. And we had like a little party, like someone, I went to a private school and like, we had like a little like a pool party for someone's yeah. birthday. Yeah. Yeah. And I went down the slide face first, like in the deep end, there's diving board and you have the two slides <laughs> no. and I went down the slide, but there was like a group of little kids swimming. Mm-hmm. Oh, little kids. I was a little kid, but like kids swimming yeah. at the underneath the slide. Boom, dude. Straight into someone. Fuck my tooth up again yeah. like your front tooth the same one yeah good god dude i had a lot of dental work fucking done dude god bless my parents dude and it's fucked up because then i just drink whiskey and smoked on them <laughs> and then <laughs> they look great they're good <laughs> Don't say they're there shit. <laughs> i'm gonna grow a mustache so long you just, just cover my mouth <laughs> i have like this my tooth like my fear of like knocking like a tooth out is so, so like it's a real thing to where like if i'm walking up stairs like to like an apartment and they're made out of cement i'm like just don't fall just really? don't, don't bite it and just knock your teeth into this mm. can you imagine so i mean yeah and i think it's because like i have like little like gapped little like chiclet corn teeth that I, like there's no support like on the sides so i know no if i just chiclets dude look at this it's fucking they don't touch each other so like i don't have like if i get one hit this is the way I picture them. You know when you go to like Chuck E. Cheese and you see that fucking clown thing and you're like you shoot the cannon at the teeth? <laughs> yeah. That's how I imagine my teeth. Like one hit and just well, tooth out. As a friend, I will say it does not look like that. Okay, well that's, <laughs> okay. That's how it feels. While yeah. you're like talking to me right now in front of me, yeah. you look like you have normal ass teeth okay. to me. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. It's not like you have an alien toe hanging out. <laughs> and your gum your gum to tooth ratio is pretty decent. good. I've worked on that. Oh yeah. That was that'd be the only time I'd be like, you hey. start like I guess I don't know. The alcohol just ate away my gums. I don't that, know. I'm assuming might, that's what happened to me. Probably. Yeah. That and cigarettes. Wine. Wine. Dude, yeah. that was probably the worst for my teeth ever. Really? Because when I was really studying, you got to get in there, dude. Just drink you a bunch. Just, but you just got to swirl and swirl and through every like, part of your tongue and your teeth and, and aerate it more and more. And then you're just like, Fuck. What did it do to your teeth? Was it like changing colors? Was it? Definitely, but I uh, weakened them. Like, I would brush my oh, no teeth. Oh, no shit. And uh, when I would brush my teeth, I'd spit and it would be blood. What? Oh, yeah. so like your gums and stuff were all like tender. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Like, like um, it took, there was like 
when I very first got into wine, I was drinking a lot of Pinot Noirs. Okay. High acidity. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And for like a year, bro, I didn't tell anyone. It was just kind of like one of those things. Shit, this might be the first time <laughs> I didn't tell anyone. Telling anyone, actually. <laughs> yeah. This is like the first time okay. I'm talking about it. Um, I I would brush my teeth. Yeah. And first I thought it was, oh, this is the wine that's in my mouth. I'm brushing Coming off. Coming out. Yeah. That's yeah. why it's this color. Yeah. And then it would be where it was just like I didn't drink wine the night before or anything. Brush my teeth. Yeah. And just spit blood. Ugh. Like the acidity was eating away my gums. Look, look at this canine. I'm pretty sure there's like no gum left. That's a nice canine though. It's big. <laughs> it's tough. It's a good one. It probably needs more fucking gum more real gum. estate though. <laughs> you know, we got to get that real estate back. And you, you attribute some of this to like the wine when you're doing all the Psalm stuff, like all the wine tasting? Definitely. No shit. 100%. Wow. I, um, I never even considered that. Yeah, definitely. Um, don't buy cologne anymore. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to wear cologne. Oh, because it'll anything. affect what you're drinking. Yeah, like if you go to a tasting, yeah, like you want to look nice, whatever. Sure. But if you walk in and you smell of cologne or perfume, you're ruining your palate. All no, the way. they don't let you in. Oh no, shit. Oh, because yeah. you'll ruin other people's too. Yes, because everyone's trying to taste and smell, and you uh, walk in smelling like fucking yeah. hints of Armani. It's yeah, like, that you're like, work. yeah, this smells like fucking um, Burberry London. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. you ruin everyone's experience. So I never even thought about that. That was one that thing that uh, made me stop. I haven't bought cologne. The last one I bought was uh, Victor and Rolf Spice Bomb. Yeah, which was fucking awesome. beautiful. Yeah, I loved it. But um, yeah, can't don't wear cologne anymore. Let me ask you a question. Does this like bleed over into your deodorant? Are you like, I can't have a very strong deodorant because it'll fuck with me? Uh, I like, um, I stick to one, dude. Okay. Um, what do you use? Well, here's a, here's a fucking, here's a plug. But what do you use? Like, no bullshit. This is totally random. But what do you well, use? Well, uh, for my deodorant and my perspiration, I use Old Spice. Mm. Now, I like the Old Spice, but I like the gel. Um, like yeah, the me too. Like the blue, whatever. Mm-hmm. I do that. Yeah. And I, I'm hairy Italian. Has it like ever hairy. burned you? Dude, yes. What the fuck is that? I think it's... And I thought they had like a class action too, and I'm like, I should have gotten in on that, but like, I, I love that n- stuff. No. It's sometimes I'm before, like, what the fuck? But it's fuck? only like in the creases. Yes. Right here. It, but it'll Never get you. in the middle. Oh, yeah. And maybe it's the sensor. I think you're just using too much, maybe. Probably. And just like the acidity with the wine. There was like too much fucking <laughs> aluminum or it's some the, shit. It's and the it's same like, fucking thing. Oh, I'm yeah. getting cancer. Not yeah. in my armpits. Going somewhere else, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Conspiracies, bro. Conspiracies. I really think, like this, our generation cancer is gonna kill us all. Oh sure. Like if we don't drop a bomb on everything, cancer. it'll be that. Oh, and it's like, I keep hearing sugar. Oh like yeah, it's sugar, right? Yeah. Like Refined how much more we have, sugar. right? Like that's what's fucking us up and getting everybody's getting cancer from it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I, you know, I smoke, so I feel like. See, I smoke. Like, I smoked socially. Like, I had a cigarette with you earlier. Sure. Um, but I smoked a pack a day for eight years. Oh, shit. Okay. And then I quit. I had to take a life insurance blood test. Okay. And I couldn't smoke to get nicotine completely out of you. It was like three months. hmm So I couldn't smoke a cigarette for three months. Okay. First three weeks, the hardest. Because I was drinking beers and, like... Oh, I would well, always sure. think, like, a cigarette is kind of like... When you eat sushi, you have, like, the ginger... Because it cleanses your palate. Right. Because if you eat one whole... Let's say you have a whole plate of sashimi. Yeah. After four or five pieces, your mouth is just like fish. Right, right, right. So you need that... Ginger to clean... Clean it out. Cleanse your palate so out. after four or five beers, you just need a cigarette to kind of just... Yeah. 
I never thought of it that Let's way, but that makes sense. Flatline it again. Yeah, yeah. And then go back to the sashimi. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I quit. First three weeks were super hard. After that, taste got better. Smell okay. got better. Oh, I'm sure. And then getting into wine, I was like, all right, now I can even smell this better. Now I'm better at what I'm doing. Because now, oh. Nice. Yeah. Now I'm picking up cassis and leather and whatever the fuck. Well, things would be destroyed by smoking a cigarette, right? And we were talking about this earlier, too, because I was like, I feel like I'm going to have a you know great glass of wine. I can't bring myself to, like, no matter how much I want it or I've been craving a cigarette, I can't do it because I'll destroy what I'm doing. It's exactly. just going to dumb everything down. It's hard. It, it's hard. Yeah. And, you know, like a coffee and a cigarette. Beautiful. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Windows down in your car, mm-hmm. 73 degrees, sun shining so you feel warm. Yeah. Fucking, uh, what's that? What's that? Some classic rock song, dude, just coming on the radio right now, dude. Yeah. Jukebox hero, <laughs> yeah. stars in his eyes. I need a cigarette, dude. That's like kind of a, like a hard-ass song to be listening to with like 73 degrees with a coffee, like super dude. relaxed day. But you... <laughs> Go to Jukebox Hero. (laughs) (laughs) For me, I was going to say, like, uh, Taking It Easy by the Eagles or something. Let's take it easy. But you, it's Jukebox Hero. My my favorite line, dude, Mm -hmm. of almost any rock and roll song ever. Yeah. Heading down the road, trying to lose my soul. Got a couple women on my mind. Uh, Four that want to own me. Two two that want to stone me. And one says she a friend of mine. Yeah, it's brilliant. Dude, that's like one of those songs of that line doesn't mean shit to you until you're older. Right, exactly. Like your second girlfriend, like that doesn't make shit to you. Oh, absolutely. Oh, by the time you start plowing through them, ah, sounded bad. But you know what I mean? Like when you start <laughs> plowing, <laughs> we're yeah. just we're plowing through them. You're never lonely at Farmers Only. <laughs> you're plowing through them. <laughs> And you're never lonely yeah. on Farmers Only. And then you're like, yeah, four that want to stone me, two that want to own me, and one says she a friend mm-hmm. of mine. But what do you got to do? I mean, it, it sounds like every late 20s guy's dating history. is like, it's that's, that's how it went. Yeah. But, I, you know, I never had uh, the dating apps. Like, our generation really didn't do that. Like, Oh, at all. Yeah. You wanted me a chick, you got her aim address? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, call her on the telephone when you weren't on the internet, on Napster, illegally downloading Linkin Park's hybrid theory. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, back in the day, it was like this whole like hookup culture of like using dating apps and stuff is like, it's crazy to me. And it's the first time that I ever felt like out, like outdated, right? Yeah. Because recently, I was like, got a relationship before the before I got in the one that I'm in now, which had nothing to do with dating apps. It was like, Okay, I'll try him. Yeah. So you get on it, you look at this stuff, and it's like, it's such bullshit. Because now I'm just conditioned to knowing that like what I see on social media is just a complete yeah bullshit narrative of what your it's life is news. really like. Exactly. It's fake news. Exactly. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like, I'm just so used to knowing that it's all horse shit that I found myself like any bio or anything that I ever saw or read, I was like, this is all bullshit. It's all marketing. Everybody somehow became like the perfect PR person for their life. Yeah. Through Instagram or Facebook, yeah. That like, dude, how many models horseshit. would lose their job if Instagram went out of business? Oh, 
dude, how many girls think they're models because they have a fucking exactly. Instagram account? You know what I mean? There'd it's be like, twelve left. Yeah. If Instagram didn't exist, would there even be really that many models? No, like, you know. But no, no, it's it's heartbreaking. It, I mean, well, not heartbreaking, but it is weird. It's weird because that's like how the human genome is. Right. How self-centered people are. Absolutely. Um, one thing that I've realized too is like, for me to like, you know, as you grow older, to find like self-happiness like your self-worth yeah and like to feel that happiness is not giving a fuck about what anyone else thinks of you sure and when i realize that is when i realize no one's thinking of you they're thinking about themselves oh right 100 percent. you spent all this time the, worrying about yeah. something that like oh they you probably really... think this about me oh they probably yeah. no they don't you they think about terms... themselves exactly you could have like, oh, 100 about themselves no, they're they're the only reason they have an opinion on you is because they're worried about what they think their insecurities. Exactly, it's it's bizarre, and I don't know how to like quantify that, but I have found like for instance, I'm much happier now that I give less of a shit about any of. Oh it. yeah, Dude. and look, my friends group has gotten smaller, it's gotten tighter, but I know these guys and I know these girls, and there's because something realer. realer, right? Oh yeah. Pinch, poke, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> exactly. I mean, because you know, and it's like yeah. all of a sudden you put yourself out there, but then you stop giving a shit about mm-hmm. all this nonsense. I think ASAP Rocky, one of his lines was like, in my 27 years of living, that's how many fucks I've given. Oh, that's good. And I was just like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense. It's one of these... You're somebody that's out there. You put yourself out there. You have your your podcast. You've you're somebody that everybody in town knows pretty well. Like people know you. I can't go anywhere. I think it's pretty much bartending, though. Well, sure, bartending and everything else you do. Now you have your podcast. It's taking off, and it's like mm-hmm. everybody knows you to some capacity. But do they really know you? Like how many times have you been at a few, bar and somebody very, tells you what you've been up to as if they know what the fuck you're doing? Very in your life? few. Because of a photo you posted. I ran into you at 5.02. Man, I'm rapping right now. I ran into you at 5.02. <laughs> um, but at least I felt like there was people in that bar that mm-hmm. I that were also saying hi to me and giving me handshakes. Sure. What's up, dude? How you been? Blah, blah, blah. We had a conversation. Right. You and I sat at the bar and had a conversation. Right. Other people just, hey, what's up? That's the end of that. Exactly. There's there's only so far. But they feel like, have you ever heard like, how many times have you heard somebody like, oh, that's a friend of mine. It's like, no, it's not, motherfucker. That's somebody that you've seen on Instagram. Yeah. Or that like you're, you follow each other. Acquaintance or some right. shit. And maybe yeah. you haven't even said a word to each other, but you follow each other. Yeah. I have a buddy of mine, won't name him, but it's like, how often he's like. I love how you're following the Domcast golden rules without me having to say it. Oh, because yeah. don't name names unless you're like promoting someone. That's sure. like one of the golden rules. Yeah. I've had to delete episode 30 before because someone couldn't fucking get that okay. right. Oh, no. And I won't do it. You're and a good I'm man. You all. But it's like how many times this guy keeps saying like, oh, this friend of mine, she's working here. And we show up and she doesn't know who the hell he is. It's like that's the problem with social media. Yeah. It's like because you follow yeah. her and you see that she's bartending somewhere on Snapchat. We're going to go show up and then nothing. And you think it's bizarre. Yeah. And she's busy fucking bartending. Yeah. Dude. She's fucking working. <laughs> she's man. working. And dude. like she's not looking at. Oh, my gosh. Right. Blah, blah, blah. is about to show up. And there's so much ego in- involved in this shit that it's like, oh, she posted. Hey, um, come see me at the bar. No, she didn't. 
That's directly for invite you. It's Shh. for everybody. That's called marketing yeah. to make her money. But in this generation, he's like, she invited me up. It's bullshit. That's, it's insanity. Is that's a is. lost soul, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's is. a fucking lost soul. But it's soul. all too common. Here's the thing, though. It is all too common. I will common. say there is hope because I have a brother. He's younger than I. He's 24 years old and should be 100% immersed in this culture. Couldn't give less of a shit. All he wants to do Good. is go fly fishing, drink with his friends, and meet people in real life. Dude, to hell him, yeah. Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff is like he posts every once in a while. Do you know while. how to fly, fi- fly fish? I do. I know how to fish, but I can't fly fish. Fly fishing is a lot of fun. Dude, hey. Right now, let's make it a fucking date that you teach me how to fly fish. Oh, absolutely. Because I can freshwater and saltwater fish. Yeah. I fish a lot. Obviously, I love fish. Oh, all around me. Yeah. They're and all I all around us right like, now. Y'all can't see this, but we're sitting in the middle of like a thousand gallons of water and fish right now. <laughs> yeah. I understand fish behavior. I understand why fly fishing works, mm-hmm. but I've never had anyone teach me a technique. They I put it into practice. A, I've never had a fly fishing rod. Okay. So I don't know how to do it. So we've got, I've got several at the house. Here's what we got to do. We got to get my brother down here or we got to go see him up in Tennessee. Because okay. he's got oh, amazing I'm, rivers up there right by Nashville. I'm down. He lives I'm in. so down to go to Tennessee. You will bro. love it. Here's the cool thing is actually a friend of mine. Yeah. Can we say this? It's a mutual friend of mine. Yeah. Octavio. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He told me that Nashville, if I went to Tennessee, if I went to Nashville. Yeah. He was like, you'd never want to go back. Absolutely. He was like, it's bars with dirt floors and white women. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit. That's All right. so real. That's so funny, man. Yeah, Tavo. God damn. All right, man. You were, Shout out Tavo. Yeah, you were right. Um, it was an amazing fishing. town. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Shout you out Fader Friend. Yeah. You would, you would love it, man. And what we got to do is go with my brother because here's what you'll like. You're an intellectual. You're a guy that... You like the process as much as the I end do. result. I love that. It. Is fly fishing. You're gonna go out there. It's the experience, getting the whole thing together, getting it going, having yeah. some beers. The reward at the end, if you catch a fish, it's That's, exciting. Yeah, but you had so much fun on the Dude, way, you won't give a shit. The worst day of fishing is the best day of just regular life. Like, oh, sure. I've gone out, just sat with my pops, just uh, we tight line off rivers oh, okay cool and um you know just catch whatever like bluegill fucking whatever sure and um some days catch nothing but the experience of being out there then fly fishing is your, jam. your mind yeah like dude you think a fucking clonopin or a xanax will fucking chill you out <laughs> nah dude <laughs> nothing like fishing Mm-mm. well that's the thing it, th- that's what you like about it is that like it's one of these like sports where there's so much to do before you actually even hook the the fucking fish that you already had a great time yeah and if you enjoy the process and being out in the middle yes. of nowhere phone's dead you have no service yes you have a couple of beers you have a sandwich that you packed it's in your fucking backpack you're yep. hanging out you're in cold water with a couple of dudes you get along if you catch a fish you had a great time you do trout you already salmon like trout mainly trout there trout yeah and all sorts of trout um i don't know much but i do know that uh they're attracted like a lot of them that are farm raised like corn yeah. So you something like yellow or something? Oh, of course. So they, they do drop like a lot of like farm raised stuff in there. But the best thing to do is you show up, you turn over a rock, see what kind of bugs under there, and then recreate that. Oh, dude, that is so yeah. up my alley. Yeah. You have no clue. And it's fun, man. Dude, you just have to make this it, is a funny right story. There. This kind of goes off, but my, my aunt used to get mad at me for flipping over the rocks in her garden. Yeah. Because I would like try to get the bugs. Okay, well dude, then, this you, is like you all were, of my alley. You dude. were already born for this, dude. As long as you can recreate that on a hook, which you can, and you get like 
you buy whatever that's like already pretty close to what you might find. You yeah. can tweak it or create your own right there. Then you're good. You'll spend seventy oh, percent of your time preparing to catch the fish, and that's so much fun. Oh. And you get drunk while you do it. Yeah. This is this is like it's a great thing it's to a do. Win win win. Hang out. You eat a great meal, whatever sandwich you packed or the yeah. dollar cheeseburger you brought with you. You have a great time. Yeah. You're in such a beautiful place. You don't give a shit. You know, the fish is like the afterthought. Yeah. And then yeah. when you do get it, that's like the cherry on oh, top. Oh, it's amazing. Your... And then you let the motherfucker go. Yeah. Yeah. Catch and release. Absolutely. Always. Yep. I think I've only. Yeah. Catch and release. There's only been like maybe twice in my life. My pops and I went fishing mm-hmm. and we caught some uh, catfish to throw in our pond. Mm-hmm. Um my my family, uh, my dad now, he has like a, when you walk in, there's an atrium mm-hmm. and they actually, it's like a, kind of like this table is with a flagstone. Okay. And when they bought the house, they bought it when I was already in high school and about to move out. So okay. like I didn't live, really live in that house. But uh, they, my dad was like, you know what this looks like? And I looked at him because we had a pond in our old house. Yeah. I was like, a pond? He's like, we're going to make an indoor pond. Oh, shit. Yeah, really? Dude. Yeah. So he's got koi fish in there and everything. Oh, that's amazing. So right when you walk inside, there's just like koi, like foot-long koi just swimming just around. Just hanging out inside yeah. the house. Do you ever fish for them? No, but they'll come up to you. You could, <laughs> yeah. you could pet them and everything. Oh, okay. It's that kind of yeah. gig. Yeah. They're, like, they're cool. It's, it's almost like going to the zoo, but in your living room. And that's I also really find nice. like a uh, relaxation, like the sound of it and everything. Oh, just I like mean, the gurgling, the yeah. filters. Is there's like a little bit of that like white noise yeah, coming from why, an aquarium? That's why they have them in like uh, emergency rooms. Like think about it when you go to like doctors and shit, they always have a fish tank. It's soothing. It lowers your blood pressure. Yeah, because these things never look excited. They're always chilling. No, yeah, they're chilling. No one's freaking out. No one's having a heart attack. No one's getting me tooed. As you check your fish to make sure nobody's having a heart attack yeah. or getting me tooed. Yeah. If my fish had a heart attack, I would actually film it and be like, this might be the first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's put this shit on YouTube. Oh, absolutely. Um, how did you get into this game? Exactly. You were telling me a little bit about it earlier. Uh, well, I had, um, a gr- I had a grandfather who fought in Vietnam. And when he came back, he was kind of... Not all there after okay. Vietnam. Okay. And so he moved out to Louisiana. Okay. Lived about 30 to 40 minutes outside of New Orleans. Nice shit. And in a house on stilts. Okay. And he had like four boats and he fished all the time. And that's how he ate. My dad, I remember him telling me he went there when he was younger and like he would open up a cabinet, like a snake would come out and just, you know, whatever. (laughs) And so when he finally was getting older in his life, he decided to move back to San Antonio to be around family and something to keep him like whatever, like grounded was having fish tanks because it reminded him of being on the water all the time. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. My dad learned that technique of how to take care of aquariums and, you know, do all that. And so that was kind of like a father son thing that yeah. we did growing up. And I always had fish tanks. And then it was one thing to like relate with my father. Like, um, he was a Marine, mm-hmm. Italian Marine. He was hard, you know, yeah. he worked his ass off, had three sons, you know, but it was something in common we had were fish tanks. And then later on football, you know, right. so football became another thing. So it's like fish, football, and wine are like the three things that like my Two, father and I like can, three very completely seemingly unrelated things. But yeah, I mean, you're Italian, so you love wine. Yeah, it's a thing, and you're good at it over there. 
and the fishing. I didn't know that. That's an amazing story. I mean, I just thought, you know. Yeah, and uh, one of our first, uh, well, one of my first fish tanks, uh, when he passed away, he had four boats. Mm-hmm. He gave one boat to uh, everyone. You sure, know, sure. And then uh, we held on to one of those boats for a long time. They're actually sitting out in East Texas. We have a boat out in East Texas on dry land right now. Yeah. Probably couldn't run. We'd have to get it totally redone. Fix but, it up, yeah, or whatever. But um, he gave his fish tanks to my dad. Awesome. So like overnight when my grandfather passed on that, like we had a 125 gallon tank. Oh shit. And his other empty tanks and other mm-hmm. little small tanks. So yeah, just became a thing. That's awesome. I love, I love that it's like a family thing or like that you have that connection to it. Cause like, like I love fish mm-hmm. and, but for you, it's obviously a passion, oh, right? It, Something dude. you really I care about. It. I get into water chemistry, nitrous ammonia, yeah. nitrobacter, <laughs> uh, fucking, I'll go into ammonia and how it turns into nitrites and how it breaks down to nitrates. Yeah. And then, how, I mean, if I told you right now, you're looking at all my fish tanks. Yeah. But, which, by the way, you guys need to see these, but go ahead. Yeah. Picture in your mind. You're seeing these tanks right now. Mm-hmm. I've never done a water change on a single one. You just have kept the chemistry perfectly. Mm-hmm. The water chemistry perfect. Wow. Do you do water changes in lakes? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, until Texas floods, but then, you know. Yeah, yeah. there you but go. But you're right. It balances no, itself out. Nature balances itself out. And they're so clean. And at this out, Okay. For those of you that don't know anything about fucking fish or fish tanks <laughs> and stuff, to have them looking pristine and crystal clear like this with never changing the water, mm-hmm. it, is, it is a feat. I don't do anything. Yeah, it's tough. And they look pretty. They look good. Look nice. Even that one down there that's empty. I'm just keeping it <laughs> yeah, there because the water is perfect. Who knows what could happen? Yeah. Yeah. You might add to the family and then we're, you know, you're no. off on another tangent. Which yeah. <laughs> one of his tanks has a bunch of fish that are won't stop having sex, apparently. No, they're just uh, fucking like, like rabbits. Very, yeah. They're aquatic rabbits. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're just fucking. And you can use those as food for others. All right. Everyone listen right now. We're going to take a little smoke break. Cigarettes, nicotine. We'll be right back with Jason Harari, episode 34. 34. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we are back from intermission. Domcast, episode 34 with Jason Harari. 34, baby. 34, baby. Have you ever heard the term, have your age plus seven? Yes. Kind of works. It kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the cutoff point is, to be honest. Yeah, I don't. I think I'm in the middle of that right now. As a matter of fact, see, like, I'm basically thirty. This would be fifteen yeah. plus seven, twenty-three, twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> We got a new segment, <laughs> and it's simply called Yes or No. Yep. All right? Okay. You ready for this? Yeah. You so the rules are I can only answer yes or no. Yes, you can't You can't say yes, but. Okay. Or no, but. Okay. Okay? All right, yeah. I'm, I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited about this. Let's do it. All right. All right. The first one, and I'm not trying to get too political or anything. Okay. Walls. No. 
<laughs> no. no just not no. even the ones that are like keeping us warm right now in this all right <laughs> okay no okay yeah equal pay I can't, even, <laughs> can't even read this right now <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think walls I didn't think walls is gonna be a no off the bat yeah, dude just just no. <laughs> no walls. Yeah. We're living in a world of no walls. All right. Equal pay. Yes. For, for no. Oh, oh shit. It keeps going. <laughs> okay. All right. I love this. All right. All right. Equal pay for equal slay. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Yes. All right. Whiskey. Yes. Rose. No. God. No. Drake. No. God's plan. No. Bush. This is okay. But like could be a French woman. Yeah, could be okay, yeah. Okay. Could yes. be president? Then yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes? Yes. Bush, yes. Yeah. Gender neutral haircuts. <laughs> Um, uh, no poker yes pokemon no women voting yes whataburger yes in and out yes feet yes clinton yes ranch See, there's so many ways this could go with just ranch. Uh, yes. The sauce or ranch. Right, yeah. You're down for both? But down for both, yeah. Yes. Cardi B. No. Aretha Franklin. Yes. Capitalism. Yes. Seafood. Yes. Guns. No. Roses. Yes. Guns and roses. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that was good. That was really right. good. That was really that good. That was fun. Yeah. All right. That yeah. was the first time I ever did yes and no. Yeah. All right. You got me on that last one. Really clever. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. I see where you stand about walls. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the so most you, benign one. I'm you're like, more of a, no. a Pueblo with a TP kind of guy? Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if we go fly fishing, I want to put up a TP. Oh. oh, man. That was fun. That was a good segment. Yeah, I like that a lot. You got me with the last one. I didn't expect that. It totally contradicted myself. No to guns. Yes to roses. Guns and roses. Well, yes. Yeah, clearly. Appetite for Destruction, man. Yep. That album is so fucking good. Oh, undeniable. 1987. Yeah. I was doing a thing with my brother on one of the last episodes about um, the year you're born mm-hmm. and then the month you were born, what movies came out. Oh, shit. I wonder. Like, go like when someone asks you how old you are, you'd just be like, whenever blah, blah, blah came out. Oh, that makes sense. So... I was born when the movie Roadhouse came out. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So anytime anyone asks me now, I'd be like, whenever Roadhouse came out. Yeah. So uh, that's that's like the best answer too. Like, well, you were born. Well, whenever Roadhouse came out. Yeah. Yeah. And it says a lot too. To the month too. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah. Because we did the year. Like Little Mermaid came out that year. Yeah. There's a bunch. Of, there was. A, so actually, what year are you then? You're. 89. 89. Yeah. I'm 87. 87? Yeah. Ooh. Let's look this up. Let's look it up. Yeah. All right. So 87. And I'm April. 
April 87. Oh, and to make it better on April Fool's Day. 87. Really? Yeah. Okay. Which didn't play in Mexico where I was born, but like up here, it, it was a thing. <laughs> Apparently. I didn't know. You were born in Mexico? I was born in Mexico City, yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, born in, well, not completely raised, but yeah. If you're Jewish father? Jewish father, Protestant mother, born in Mexico. To a Welsh mom and a Mexican dad, yeah. He was first generation from Syria, too, so it's like it just gets more complicated. Wow. Yeah. Weird. Oh, I'm a, okay. I'm trying to, like, soak all this in real quick. Yeah. I'm soaking in my Topa Chico's. <laughs> Syrian, too. Yeah. Oh, wow. All mm-hmm. right. Syrian Jew. A Syrian, Syrian Jew, too. <laughs> yeah. Syrian Jew, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's <laughs> how so we do the Chrismica thing. You know what I mean? Chrismica? Yeah. It's like eight days of gifts punctuated by one very big day of gifts, you know? <laughs> That's pretty dope. Yeah. You Well, and then you get older, they're like, we're just... Yeah. Just, you're not going to... This is all getting wild. You just get, like, candy for eight days. And then... Yeah. yeah. Then you get something. Yeah. Get a fucking Game Boy or something. <laughs> exactly. Dude, let me tell you something about Game Boy. I remember traveling to the United States to get a Game Boy when I was in Mexico. We were kids. We came up here and it was like new and hot and like hadn't quite gotten to Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Got like the Game Boy with the backpack that held the games. It was a big deal. 21 Jump Street came out. The original. The original. Oh, that's fine. Oh, but see if I say that now, we're going to be like, what are you, eight? <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Bill Cosby stand up. Oh, Bill Cosby? Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah, Bill Cosby. Oh, wow, man. You got some good ones. And some weird ones. <laughs> Moscow's Edgy. Oh, see? Yeah, never heard of that one. Beauty and the Beast is good. I'll take that. Yeah. Project X. What? I thought, I guess, I thought there was a new movie. So I'm born in the year where all the remakes came out. Like, people were like, we need to revamp. Yeah. What's going on? Because the revamp. We year. got a new Beauty and the Beast, the 21 Jump Street. This is only April, though. This is okay. just like. 87. Yeah. Like the okay, Hellraiser in 87. Okay. Lost Boys. Lost Boys is great. I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. Princess Bride? That is one of that my favorite movies awesome. of all time. Yeah. Full Metal Jacket? That's fantastic. I'll take that too. Dude. Predator and RoboCop. <laughs> okay. Dude. <Sounds> good. Yeah. <laughs> Predator RoboCop. When were you born? When Predator came out. <laughs> yeah. When were you born? When RoboCop Cop got his out. dick sucked. <laughs> yes, yeah, dude. That's good. I like all of this. Oh, man. Top grossing. Three men and a baby. Fatal Attraction. Oh, Fatal Attraction's huge. Beverly Hills Cop 2. Fatal Attraction comes back to the Bush comment because I said yes on that. And Fatal Attraction definitely had a Bush in it. <laughs> <laughs> like That was one of the first on screen just straight Bush shots ever. You know, we were talking about like physical things earlier. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I'm totally, look, here's the way I see it. If she feels sexy with it, that's all I need. As long as she's confident, it makes her feel hot. It's just going to make everything better, right? That's true. So like if she feels confident with or without it, Mm -hmm. rock it. And I just, as long as a girl feels confident in that setting, I'm about it. You ever had any do like little landing strips or like the little uh, like like looks like a yeah, cor- I, like a corn maze? <laughs> corn maze. <laughs> you know, <laughs> corn maze. <laughs> looks like a corn maze. I've never heard that before. <laughs> um, 
That's kind of yeah. weird too, because isn't it like Indian mace is called corn? It is. Is it like a double entendre? So it's corn, 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 yeah. corn, corn. How do you like that corn, corn? I've seen. <laughs> I've seen. What's the weirdest corn, corn you've ever seen? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I think like when it's like the only time it's like when it's it's too like made into something like your corn maze idea. That's ridiculous. Like, yeah. Have you ever seen a girl with like a perfect triangle one? And it's like, is this a miniature version of what was there? But it's just like wicked trend. Like, what is that? She's the queen of diamonds. Yeah. Taking it back to Desperado. Yeah. The queen of diamonds. Yeah. The queen of hearts, I guess. I think I've okay. seen a heart. Have you ever been with a girl that's like, hey, you really need to like, I need no hair there. And ask me that? Have you ever, yeah, have you ever been with a girl that's like anti, like she just needs you to be no. like, me neither. Because the women that like me are attracted to hair. <laughs> just right out of the gate. Yeah. They know what they're getting. They got hairy dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they got hairy arms themselves. Yeah. No, just... No, like, uh, I think it's kind of manly, dude. Like, unless you're Native American or some shit, like, or Chinese. Right. But, like... I've never had a woman that's been... And if I did, she kick rocks with no socks, bro. Yeah. It was, that was it. Yeah. No. It's it's one of these things where, like, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, I understand, like, I understand that, like, women... Oh, you like my beard, but you don't want... Right. Anything down there? Right, but like as men, we want like below the eyebrow, there better be nothing, right? Like a lot of people feel that way. For me, I'm like, look, if you feel hot with it, girl, confidence is hot. That's true. That's what I'm about. If a girl feels hot and she feels sexy in the bedroom and is about it, there's nothing more attractive than that. Let her work that. it. Let her. You know, I feel that too. Like, um, well, I saw a whole lot of fucking churros when I went to SeaWorld one time, <laughs> uh, not a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, but there was some. Some little Latino women, not little, they were big. Yeah. And they were rocking it. Like, they were probably, like, double me. Yeah. Letting it all hang out. No shit. But they were having the time of their lives. And then you would go look and see, like, people with their, like, shirts on jumping into the pool, like, blah, blah, blah. But, sure. But then you'd see, like, this obviously obese lady. <laughs> In in clearly obese, in, clearly, dude. Yeah. Like she you, knows it. You can see her from it. the parking lot. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you thought you were at the Shamu show. You're like, <laughs> really splash me. You're just at the water park. Yeah. yeah. But they were rocking it, and they yeah. were all about it. And I Good. was like, you know what? Do it. You're the, not offending me. Exactly. That and that's You're how I feel about it. Not offending me at all. Yeah. So. That's how I feel about it. I'm like. Not old enough to where, like, I'm into the 70s stuff, but also, like, if that's what you're into, I'm good with it. I just, um, I like to munch box. <laughs> yeah. All right? I'm not trying to floss after. Yeah. So, like, there's, there's like, a limit for me. Like, there's, yeah. like, um, yeah, you know. It's like a carpet pile thing. It's like, this is the kind of one that I like. It's yeah. like, I don't like a shag. I don't like a shag. But I don't mind a carpet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want to lay on the ground and watch TV can, sometimes. It can be luxurious. Yeah. Without the thick pile. You know, basically. Yeah. I don't want no fucking strangle tooth. No sugar, <laughs> no sugar tooth. See, this is where the benefit of my gap teeth comes in. Okay. You just <laughs> get through it. Nothing <laughs> gets stuck. You're collecting them. Dude, sweet Jesus. Yeah. No, as long as they feel hot and they they feel sexy, by all means. That's good. Yeah. 
That's good. Just don't judge mine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Dude. <laughs> first, first time I went in for my drug test, man, uh, for probation, I didn't know they make you like pull all your shit down and like yeah. lift your nutsack to make sure you're not hiding anything. Yeah. And I definitely didn't shave. This guy's like, <laughs> he's like, lift up your shirt. I was like, okay. He's like, yeah. pull down your pants. And I did. And he goes, no, everything. And I was like, what? He's like, your underwear. <laughs> And I did that, and he, he goes, I got to see. And I'm like, what? Dude, like just fucking bush, and I just lift up yeah. my nuts. I'm like, yeah. he's like, all right, you're good. Pee in this cup. Okay. And I was like, all right. Here's what I love about this. Semi-violated. Even in front of a man in today's culture, you're like, hey, man. I, I didn't trip. Like you felt like you should have manscaped. <laughs> For a man. The up. Yeah. <laughs> for a PO. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. No, dude. Next time I came in, yeah. I was all good. And then that guy who was yeah. in there, who was just like peeing the cup. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? <laughs> I made this shit look so nice. You, the last guy made me lift my nutsack up a little good. You started. Dude. Your shit out. <laughs> for a PO. I did. That fucking rock. Dude. Like, but then the second month yeah. I went in. Yeah. It was a different guy. He didn't care. Yeah. It's like no shame with a girl, right? It's like, this is what you got. Yeah. But like a guy with the lights on that's going to judge. It's well, like, hey. going to put me in jail unless the woman hashtags me, me <laughs> yeah. too. So like, and you're hoping on the guy that's like, hey, I was going to put you in jail, but you did a really good job down yes. there. I love you're the good. diamond. <laughs> yeah, the diamond. And I love the Wu-Tang yeah. sign that you're you the put king right of diamonds, there. king of diamonds, man. That's yeah, you. king of diamonds. <laughs> that's you. Always by your side. <laughs> Jesus, I love how this has gone off the rails and on the rails yeah, at the same time. It really has. That's oh, good, man. Dude, I did though. That was so weird. I guess you're right. Some that's a weird complex right there. Think about that. Because I maybe he had more power though. He controlled. You know, he controls my destiny. <laughs> yeah. Unless I get a woman pregnant, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, how bizarre. Like. The culture is so like. That's why when you said Bush, right? I was like immediately. I'm like, okay, well, was he talking about the president? That's or, what I wanted you to think. Yeah, I wanted you to think both. Yeah, and that's why I think that's why I went no, maybe. Um, but I have to tell you, nowadays I'm totally yes on Bush, yeah. the president. I'm like, yeah. Oh, you turn it around. You come well, around. Like the classics come back around. Like, what it is is that like you remember back in the day he was running for office and everybody was like, oh well. He's the guy, kind of oh, guy you want to have. Oh, they're talking about pussy hair right now. No. Oh, <laughs> no. son of a bitch. I was like, that's why Urban Outfitters is selling 70 shit. No, but. No, okay. But you're not wrong. Okay. But okay, you're not okay, wrong. Okay, they okay. both are coming We're back. We're talking about presidents now. We're talking about presidents okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. Rest in peace, senior. Yes. Uh, it's amazing to me because, look, remember when he was running for office, everybody was like, oh, he's the type of guy you want to have a beer with. And we're like, what a fucking stupid thing yeah. to want to elect your president on. Like, that's not a basis for shit. Yeah. I don't want a guy I can have a beer with. I want a guy that can run my run country. country. Yeah. Right. Now you have this ass hat. And I'm sorry <laughs> for anybody that likes him. It's just my opinion. No, he he won a popularity. No, he didn't even win the popularity contest. I know. I don't even. I, yeah. Well, and here's the thing it's like, look, anybody that listens to Domcast, if you don't agree with that, fine. We love you all. Here's the thing. Oh, I shit on everyone, so don't worry. Well, good. Equal opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I an equal it. opportunity employer, Bush or not. Yeah. And <laughs> that was good. Don't make me that floss. Was good. And uh, yeah, now we have this jackass. I'm like, I I would love to have a beer with my president. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, this is, I went on a, a rant on one of my last podcasts about um, LBJ. Okay. Because he used to pull his dick out at press conferences. And he okay, had his... Wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what? Yes, this is documented American history. This is Okay, not... but like, like behind the podium? No, like in front of the press. Lyndon B. Look, Johnson. Hold on. Like with no pun and, intended. And no pun intended because yeah. he named it Jumbo. He named his dick Jumbo. Okay. This is American history. You okay. can Google it. All right. They asked him, why won't you, Mr. President, why won't, I'm, word for word, why won't you pull out of Vietnam? And he said, this is why. Unzipped his pants, pulled his dick out, and just held it there. You Dumb. can say I'm bullshit. You could. I'm you not, could say I'm, I'm lying. Are you serious? I'm one hundred and ten percent serious. That is mind blowing to me. Exactly. It's JFK effective. Was fucking Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. And then tossing off to his boy Bobby. Yeah. Trump's not doing fucking anything crazy. I mean, he shouldn't be president. Let That's me ask for you damn a question. sure. Right. He's not doing anything crazy. But I would rather have a beer with Bush. Oh, sure. And just chill talking about some country shit. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Go fly okay. fishing. Would you so want to go LBG- fly fishing? <laughs> yeah. And with him, we yeah. would. We would. I would. LBJ. LBJ pulls like, his we dick out. We couldn't catch a fish. I got the perfect bait and just pull his dick out, right? No. Okay, so then. JFK would be like, oh, well, my hat's blowing in the wind. or And then it's Trump ridiculous. Like, I could build a really nice... Uh, we could build a really nice house on this river. Right. You know? No. Well, let me ask you a question bush. then. Okay, so we're talking about this whole thing. And like LBJ pulled his dick out. We got JFK doing whatever he's doing. We know that Bill got blown in the Oval Office. Good for him. True. I, I also don't know why that's that big of a fucking deal. We've known about affairs and stuff in the White House. It's nobody's business. Yeah. He shouldn't have perjured himself. So we get that whole thing. Yeah. I almost forgot he did that. Honestly, oh, yeah. Honest. How, where, how did we get to this place where this guy says, I'm going to grab her by the pussy, and he still won the presidency? Can you imagine Obama no. said that? Oh. Just fucking imagine. Oh. A video comes no. out, Barack Obama had said, grab him by no. the pussy. It'd be, no, over. It's insane. It would over. never have happened. He never would have gotten elected. Because How did we get here? Because we hired a celebrity. Dude, the guy was a Democrat his whole life. He's the most liberal president I've ever met. He just had to run yeah. as a Republican. The guy hosted beauty pageants. He right. hosted pageants that judged women on their looks. He was totally Hillary Clinton not that long ago. Yes. Right. So here's my thing. We elect him, right? Okay. Makes sense. Everybody's worried about, oh, okay, you know. Okay, so here's the thing. My dad told me, he goes, because we're all from Mexico. He was like, I don't understand how this happened. And I'm like, well, you've never been to rural Kentucky, which exactly. I have. With a band we've traveled. I've seen I, rural I, parts of the country. I've been to like been rural there. Missouri. Okay, there in the you Ozarks. Go. Same shit. Yeah. People don't understand. I was like, no, what you don't know is like, okay, we got 300 million people. Yes, there's this concentration of large cities, Chicago, New York. Well, if you live by an ocean, apparently you right. think you know everything. Ex- sure, exactly. <laughs> okay. And then you drive <laughs> through the middle of the through country. Through the middle of the country, or even, you know, a little bit east, some parts of the Carolinas and stuff, and you see the. 15-year-old girl in the overalls, pregnant, smoking a cigarette, drinking a Coors Light. Yep. And it's... Normal. I know... Right. And I know where she's voting. I know where she's going to cast And guess what? Why are people surprised? No, no. Think about this, though. 
this goes down to consistency too between states. Where do you think, how old do you think the textbooks that they're reading in school are? I don't know. I can't, I can't put a number on it. I'll like tell you this. outdated, you mean? Yeah. Okay. So let's say you're a fourth grader sure. taking American history in Sacramento, California. Yeah. And you're a fourth grader taking American history in South Carolina in a poor, poor part of South Carolina. Oh, that's a great point. Are you reading the same history book? No, you're not. That's a great point. You're reading two completely different history books. That's absolutely right. About the same country that you're both living in. And aren't like textbooks also like kind of like approved by the state, like right, like local, like government? They have to be. So that's my thing: is they're going to spend the money on it. It's all going to go to the public school system. And if they don't have the money for it, right? They keep the they, old ones. They don't get anything new. Or if they do have the money, they're going to pick the one that goes with their agenda anyway. Yeah. One that gives like the slant to the way they should see yep. history. They believe it should be seen. Now, I don't want to like. I'm not trying to take this as a joke, but yeah. I really think like how I look at Europe, yeah. how it's all split up in different countries. Yeah. I use this analogy in my head, how we have like the AFC and the NFC, sure. and then you have like the NFC North, the NFC South, the AFC North, NFC West, whatever the fuck. Yeah. That's how America, the only way for us to continue is to do that. We need to split up into basically, not city states, but like um, basically small little countries. We'll have the same currency. Mm-hmm. But, like, all right, you don't like it here? Go there. I mean, I don't see an end game for where we're going right now. No, I think you're right. It here's, has to Here's what's weird up. about what you're saying is that, like, I think people don't fucking realize, like, so I lived in L.A. not that long ago, right? And there's all sorts of people there. And California has its fair share of Republicans. We've seen these congressional districts change and everything. It, it is mind-blowing to me that people don't understand, like, hey— your bubble is not the country. Exactly. And Texas also is not as Republican as you think it is. Like no. San, Antonio, San Antonio, Austin, super liberal, super liberal. We have a lot of Democrats. That's how we elect. People don't seem to be able to wrap their fucking mind around the fact that like your world is larger than the bubble you live in. And you would think a cosmopolitan town like LA would get that. But the majority of people still have these like really archaic, like arcane, like weird ideas as to how like everybody else thinks. And it's mind blowing to me. So you're absolutely right. It's like, look, the Northeast, it's to me by every time I've been there, I'm like, this is like when I pictured America when I was a kid, like that's what it looked like. Right. Like every family has like the sweatshirt from like Duke and Notre Dame yeah, or whatever they're yeah, wearing yeah. or Harvard and all this stuff. Exactly. Working people. And like they work hard and they're either they're like super privileged or they're not, but they're like hardworking. Yeah. Blue this collar. Is, exactly. This is what it's like. And everybody's got like this American vibe and accent and they like the same stuff and yeah, there's divisions and stuff, but then, like, just a little bit off the grid. Like, you go a little bit off to exactly what you're talking about, where education isn't, like, well-funded or mm-hmm. admired the way it is in other cult- like other parts of the country. And then, I don't know, where you get, like, yes, these are the millions of people that came out. They heard this dog whistle of, like, hey, I'm talking about you. Yeah. Come vote. Like, actually drive yep. out of your county and show up. And we'll win this thing. And they fucking did. Yeah. And it's crazy to me. It's crazy to everyone. I didn't think it would last a year. Neither did I. But here's what's weird, man, is you and I go tonight to a bar in this town. And we're going to meet people in our generation Mm -hmm. that are 100% behind this. Oh, yeah. 100%. No. 
And either they're like, oh, well, I voted for Gary Johnson because I want to legalize marijuana and we need a third party. Okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get the argument, but we all knew he was going to get, what, 3%? 3%. And fuck us. And see, like, me, like, when it comes to, I I hate, like, labeling myself as anything, but, like, libertarian is pretty much, like, where I would label myself. Yeah, like, you're closest to that. But I like, what I like about being that is that 3% is, like, that Jenga block. That could fuck it all up. Well, and it did. I could, I did, but I couldn't, dude. I could not on the ballot vote for Hillary sure. or Trump. Okay. I couldn't. Well, and here's the thing is like, I totally understand that. I just couldn't do it. So if we look at it like- Look at other countries. They have eight, nine different candidates. Sure. Eight, nine different parties that are all relevant. Not a two-party system. Yeah. They have eight or nine relevant parties. They, and they've the majority of them have a shot, right? Yep. Let's say fifty percent of those candidates really yep. have a shot. So yeah, like four. Yeah. I take four over the two fucking jackasses that we had. There's something to be said about that too, because look, you have a two party system. This guy adopted a bunch of bullshit. He never believed in it until recently just to run for the party. Yep. Then he's not really a part of it. Also All that happened was on the presidential lunch when Obama roasted him at that presidential uh, breakfast. So you do you think that was the day? Like that's the cows where he goes, the day Fuck he goes this. I'm going. I'm going. He goes, I'm gonna get that motherfucker's job. He looked so pissed that day, right? Yes. He really did. It was like And guess what? Four years later, he took that guy's job. Fuck. So is he okay. So is he a I, genius or an I asshole? Think. Like is he do you get lucky? Or is he that is he brilliant? Or did he just chime in to like he got it? He saw, he's, he saw what was going he's, on. He's, I don't even want to say business brilliant, but he's, he's people smart. He's PR, marketing. He's genius. He's yep. made his entire life. Yep. The guy's in Home Alone. You watch Home Alone 2? <laughs> I forgot about yeah. that. You watch Home Alone 2, that asshole's hey, in the fucking hotel. Hey, where is this? Exactly. Yeah. It's Donald Trump. So he's obviously good at it. Here's my question. And the only reason I ask it on a to your show, you should be asking questions, but here's the thing. No, I love what you other people ask. Me. Well, good. So sorry, my mouth is kratom. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I'm like puffing this kratom like a motherfucker. All right. So there's two ways to look at it. You voted libertarian, right? So you went for Rand Paul. Rand Paul. Okay. Even though he runs Republican, that's who I voted for. That's who you voted for. Okay. So Rand Paul. Good. Um Kentucky. Yeah, and there's a lot about him that like was super appealing to me too. Okay. It was like, here's the guy that's not bullshitting at least. No. Okay. So you vote a third party. Totally get it. Makes perfect sense to me in in that you're like, hey, we need to switch things up. We need to shake things up. And if my voting for this is going to bring it all down, then it will. So everybody blames that vote on like, oh, well, that's why Donald Trump won. But that's the short-term view. If that vote caused Donald Trump to win and that throws everything off the map, then maybe your vote – Although the guy didn't get elected, was exactly achieving what you wanted to from the onset, which was to shake shit up. It was right. That was so. When everybody's like, so, and that's why I have respect for it. In in where people are like, I wanted oh. to shake it up because I was tired of this shit, man. Well, and eight years of Obama, nothing changed for me. So let's say, sh- well, okay, fair enough. Let's say short term goal, you wanted to shake it up because you hope he would win. He didn't, but you kind of knew that going in. So maybe your shaking up was like, oh, we're gonna shake things up, big time. Yep. Like, shit's going to get crazy yes. now. So you achieve that ulti- – ultimately, you achieve that. Here's here's what it's led to, though. Democrats are hell-bent on impeaching this guy, right? Yeah. That's what they want to do. In January, we're going to take the majority in the House, and they're like, we're going to go and impeach this guy and all the investigations and everything have oversight. Here's my thing. 
I'm totally 100% behind the Democrats. And where I take issue is if we impeach this guy, if you take him out of office. And you get Pence. Not only that, imagine this. We take him out of office and then everybody who voted for him was like, conspiracy. It's the swamp. Everything we knew yeah. was going to happen happened. Yeah. The best oh. thing the best thing that could happen is that we vote him out in 2020. So I know the Democrats want to impeach him and I'm behind it. But if that happened, it's going to reinforce yep. all the beliefs and he then instilled. There's going to be these then we're fucked. white nationalists and everything start coming out and I think if we take him to impeachment, it, I never thought about it like yeah, I never thought about it on that angle. Imagine we take him to impeachment. It's going to make all those people so pumped to be like, no, we're not going to let the establishment win. This is what he warned us about. This is what he's not about. Yeah, because that's need- all he preached. He might win again that's in 2020 if we impeach him. Bro, we need to vote him out. What? One thing that I know for sure, he's going to federally lift the ban. He got Sessions out. Mm-hmm. This is his end goal. To win 2020. He's going to lift the ban on marijuana. Oh, and then he takes both. Both. Everybody believes in him, and then everybody else that was on the fringe that wanted that to begin with. Yep. And then he wins 2020. So the only way to beat him is you go so far left that it's that it's a wild card. Yep. And Beto. You think Beto goes for it? He will. Who do you think... So... Who like, else do the Democrats have? I like Gavin Newsom, governor coming out of uh, California. I think he's great. Plus, he looks like Batman. Have you seen the guy? No. He looks, he looks, he like, looks like Batman. Which he looks, Batman? He looks like fucking Bruce Wayne. It's awesome. Anyway, <laughs> that, not that that matters, but it's like to me, it's appealing that he looks like that. Anyway, I don't know why. But truthfully, yeah, I think you're this right. Fucking Nat is pissing me off. Do you see him flying around? Yeah, he, he came close. Oh, here he is. Yeah, we'll get him. I think Beto is good. Beto, I would. He just went too far left in Texas. He got so close. He could have won if he didn't talk about ICE, mm-hmm. like destroying ICE and doing this. And like, he just went too far left. If he just would have went a little to the right, like a little he, bit, just a little bit, he would have won. He would have won. He was so close. Yeah. Look, but it, he just he took it too far left. Yeah. And I'm there. I'm like, but the country wants for the guy. But like, the country wants that. Yeah. So I think he's the best front runner. Hillary says she's going to run again. I don't want nothing to do with Hillary. Oh, listen, all these old dogs They're need done. to go. Please don't bring that back. We need yeah. Beto, maybe one of the Castros. We know that Joaquin's looking at it. Yeah. The- Something fresh. But I think like the only time we've had this like excitement was Beto, right? I mean, yeah. since Obama. I fucking love y'all. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm skateboarding in and, front of a Whataburger. And, and here's what's funny, right? Yeah, exactly. And here's what's <laughs> funny is like CNN does this whole thing on like, well, we've reached a new generation where candidates says fuck and like everybody cheers and this is the politics, right? And I'm like, guys, it Everyone was, said that. Come on, man. Everyone like, said that shit. Listen to the Nixon tapes. Like, come oh, on. Like, there's, yeah. some, there's some shit in there, you know? Shit. People were talking like that. Maybe not necessarily publicly, but pretty fucking close. I just... I'm with you. I think things needed to get shaken up. I didn't know it was going to get shaken up this far. I'll say that. Yeah. No, of course. I don't think anybody did. 
Well, but maybe we did. I thought, I but thought, maybe we fucking no, did. I because got, the guy campaigned like an no, asshole. Now you're sounding like Jordan to me right now. Now you're trying to play devil's advocate with me right now, dude. <laughs> no, no yes, saying, you are. You're playing devil's advocate. Maybe we did. Yeah. No, I thought he would get elected. Yeah. Last less than a year. Right. Have Pence go in there. Ugh. Right. And we'd do four years and it'd be over. Here's the. Here's what's better because about, Pence would lose in 2020. Sure, but here's what's better about Trump than Pence. Trump doesn't know what the fuck he stands for. No, Pence absolutely knows, and it's horrible shit. Yeah, but he's about it, and 100 percent grounded dude, in it, like unbudging. But it's like watching a reality TV show every fucking day. Yeah, and how? When does he sleep? He tweets he's tweeting constantly, all the time. That's the. I will say this, like. Well, if it weren't for everyone, Trump, I wouldn't have Twitter anymore because I don't. I don't really. I care about Twitter like barely. I I don't really use it, but I have his notifications. Me too. And all day long, I get a notification. I go, "Why is he tweeting right now?" And, and the crazy shit he's saying. Like, here's a guy who doesn't understand that. Like, what he says is very powerful. Stop using the word tariff. Just fucking stop it. Yeah. Every time he does that, the economy freaks out a little bit, takes a shit. The other day, he goes, "I'm a, I'm a tariff man." Two days later, the Dow went down like 799 points, like record. Mm-hmm. Mind you, we're still doing well. Yeah. But it's Actually, like... Actually, one of the lowest uh, employment rates, too, which is yeah. crazy. A lot of that... And okay. and then and then low oil be, uh, prices because he thought they were going to put sanctions on Iran, and he sure. didn't. And so Saudi Arabia produced all this oil. oil. But then all the oil workers in the South lost jobs because now OPEC yeah. opened up the valves and... It's just the problem is that we have a president that we don't think it was like thought of or contrived or planned. It's like you just got fucking lucky dude, on this one. He because you he didn't around. play by the rules. Yeah, he caught Hillary totally off guard. Yep. Because, dude, one of my favorite things. I gotta say this, dude, straight up is yeah. during one of the debates because I was watching it like I would watch Game of Thrones, like it's entertainment. Oh sure. And <laughs> they said he's she said something. And he goes, well, yeah, because you'd be in jail. And just kind of like mic dropped yeah. it. You know what I mean? I fucking lost it, dude. <laughs> and I was like, is this yeah. where American politics have gone? Yeah. You know? It's getting crazy because it's sounding more and more similar to like all the countries we used to talk shit about. Like where like a leader would like threaten to jail their opponent. Yeah. And like that's what he's doing. Well, that's why he loves Russia. About Putin, the Russia Putin thing. Putin is... K- He's a KGB, dude. Let's just... That guy can fight, dude. Like, I know. But, like, as man-to-man here... Yeah. Trump got peed on, right? Like, that's that's what's going on here. Okay. Because like, the dossier has been pretty accurate. Like, let's be real. The dossier, he got pissed on. The dossier yeah. is as accurate... It just keeps being more and more accurate. Okay. Well, yes, you're right. Yeah. But I'm not going to doubt he didn't get peed on. He was yeah. fucking porn stars and he held beauty pageants. God knows what happened in the back rooms yes. of those. Okay. But if that actually comes out in January. Yeah. When everything's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Because homeboy just got three years. Yeah. Cohen. Cohen just got three years. Yeah. He's toast for a while. Um, If that dossier does come out. Because they say they have video of it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If that video comes out, this whole thing's gonna crumble, dude. It's gonna be like the last scene of Fight Club. 
Oh, so you say it's flipped. not just the end of a presidency. It's like everything goes no, to shit. No, like, it's like uh, democracy doesn't work anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> do do yeah. yeah. and it's just over. So, and all it took was like two Russian prostitutes peeing on our president and before he was elected. It. And a film. And that's the end of our democracy. Dude, what are you going to What are they going to do? It's like the Republican Party is going to have to fully give up everything. Oh, and immediately it would give validation to anything in that dossier. Cuz the most extreme crazy outlandish thing was real, then all of it must be real, right? Yeah. So <laughs> what you're saying is So then what happens? The world then, doesn't end then, with a, with no, a bang, the but with a piss. swings. Yeah. So then how about Pedophile Island where Bill Clinton goes to all the time? Pizza Gate and all that shit. Yeah. Oh well, then they're like, oh, this is real. Yeah. Oh. So it all crumbles, dude. So you got Bill Clinton going to an island, fucking kids. You got this guy with two Russian prostitutes peeing on him. I just think like then then who's who's in charge? Oh, we're so fucked. That's how you get into a dictatorship. Mm -hmm. Somebody here. Hey, look, I'm gonna take control. Everything's gone to shit. Let me help guide this ship. The one person I would, Mattis. I respect yeah. that motherfucker. Yeah, okay. I'm with Marine. That. I'm not against it. Semper Fi. I'm not against that at all. He wouldn't bullshit. I guarantee you that motherfucker never had anyone pee on him. He probably just <laughs> peed on dead bodies, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, Matt, no. Mattis, hey, Mattis, dude. I'm not denying it. But, dude, that's where we're at, bro. It's, oh, it's such a, oh, man. I don't know. It's made it all just so unattractive. You know what I mean? Like, how do you fucking even wrap your mind around like politics now is like if this guy won, then fuck then then the trained ones. Are they just better? Are they just better at yeah. this bullshit? Being you know what a, I'm saying? A, a robot. Like, yeah, like all of a sudden you're saying, oh, like I'm a great politician. Then you're just a piece of shit now. Mm-hmm. Because if this guy's a shitty one and one and says this crazy shit, what are you what are you editing out of your fucking public statements or when you're at a rally? Yeah. Right. What are you really thinking about? It's just, it's a fucked up situation. And that's where, like, this whole conspiracy thing comes in. And it's like, is he the downfall? Is he, did you want to shake things up? And if you did want to shake things up, is this the way you wanted it to go? I didn't think it was going to go this far. Okay. You thought he'd be out in a year? One year. Why? Because there was, he doesn't have any. You know when they always said when you're a kid, like, be president and you're like well some people are smart and others some are intellectual yeah. some aren't some are physical people that you know that's their strength some are intellectuals that's their strength sure and you know you're like anyone could be president my head was like no certain only certain people can be presidents right well we know people that definitely should not be our fucking president and right then, everybody knows then i realized wow anyone could be president Oh, with him. It's happened. So so is that that hopeful or nihilistic? (laughs) Nihilistic in the most part. I mean, I I don't. Who's the hope that's going to turn this all around? Where's this money coming from? You know who's going to end up running this country? Jeff Bezos. People, People like that. Some fucking drunk Rothschild grandchild sitting right, at a bar right, right now the right, Roos right. Chris Steakhouse is going to be running this stuff. That's who's going to be running this shit, man. So, not these presidents. 
not these talking heads. So we've moved beyond that now, which is what you're saying. Like we're we're past the idea of like these good politics that have like civic duty or you like or like a, a like a history. Dude, you show me a good politician, and man, I wish I had. But you see it as an oxymoron, right? Which I do too, yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Okay, so Oprah wants to run for office, right? Let's say she does. Her and The Rock go against each other. Yeah, what the fuck is that? Well, like, what does our country come to? We're the most powerful country in the world, right? just a reality TV show. And the people buy into. Because maybe our culture is so just entertainment-based. It's revenue. Yes, it's revenue. Ratings. We're sitting here watching the Kardashians who have fucking nothing to offer other than who they are. And who they fuck. Right. Who they are and who they and fuck. And then when they're done fucking but that person, that is like the most popular TV show. So maybe what they've tapped into is this idea of like, hey, people don't give a shit about your business acumen or your history as a civil servant. What they care about is how entertaining are you? Yeah. That's the culture we're in. Might as well have a Like, weird would you Al. swipe left or right on Hillary, Oprah, anybody? That's, that's the culture we're in now. Yeah. So who do you see winning in 2020? Is it going to be a Republican again? Is like somebody going to run against him and win it because the economy is doing all right or whatever? Or do you see like this crazy left? Who do I want? Who or, do you want? Who do I want? Yeah. Beto. Okay. Who Who's going to win? Trump. Oh, shit. We're calling it right now? Yeah. What's the, what's the time and date on this right now? It's 4.34 p.m. on the 13th of December. We're an hour and 45 minutes in. You literally have heard this first here now. So Dom is saying Trump wins 2020. Yep. Impeachment or not, which I think that's what I was telling you. That's what scares me about this whole idea is that. I don't want it to happen. It's going to embolden his base and everybody else. Can, and the Republicans are going to Do anchor think, down saying we're not going to let a Republican president. You saw how, how big they came out to vote in the first place. Do you think it's not going to double or triple? That's Here's the thing. So imagine, it's, okay. So we've got three groups of people. We got the Democrats, we got the guys in the middle who were like the disenfranchised that came out and voted for him that are like kind of whatever. And then you have hardcore Republicans. I think the way to embolden two thirds of those people to vote for the same guy is to try and impeach a Republican. Because Republicans aren't gonna see it as like, oh, they're impeaching Trump. They're gonna see it as our Republican president's getting fucked with. We need to go and keep him in. That's what scares me about it. As much as I wanna see him get kicked out of office, it's gonna take more than two years. Yeah. You're gonna embolden so many people, he's so, gonna win again. So, so, is that what you think? I think <laughs> as long as they no, don't. What do you want, and then what do you know? What do you think is gonna happen, and what do you want to happen? Okay, I'll give it to you in these scenarios. I want Beto to win as well. If Beto runs, I'm all behind him or Gavin Newsom. That's it. That's cool for me. I would vote for either of them right now, unless they come out and say some crazy stuff that I haven't heard before. I'm about them. If they go to impeachment proceedings and don't get this shit wrapped up quick, I think he's got a really good shot at winning in 2020 because it's going to embolden and galvanize not only his crazy base that they say is only 30%. Yeah, add the rest of the Republicans that don't want to see the Republican Party shamed. Yeah, they're going to vote for him. If that doesn't happen, I think we will have a referendum in 2020 and a Democrat will win. But if we fuck with him and don't get it done quickly, it's going to galvanize that base. Plus, at all the Republicans that don't want to see their party shamed by, by an impeachment. And he will win again. Because the margin wasn't that big. Mm-hmm. I mean... And they're going to come back trolling harder, dude. If that guy wins again in 2020, Dom, me and you, we're going to go fly fishing in Europe. We're getting the fuck oh, out of here for a while. Oh, I like That's that. That's what we need to do. 2020 fly let's, fishing trip in let's Europe. Let's go find a, a vineyard somewhere. 
and we we'll could stay on the vineyard. Take your podcast on the road, and we'll do oh, it yeah. from out there. We could do this anywhere, bro. Yeah. We can do this anywhere. Interview some Europeans. Ask them, hey, <laughs> we know you've seen this a few times. Can you explain it to us? <laughs> How the fuck did this happen? Yeah. Exactly. I'll go find myself a Swedish wife. Yeah. With a bush or the diamond. Yeah. Do you know why Northern European women are so beautiful? No, but I'd love to know. The Vikings never brought the ugly ones back. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, true. Yeah, all right. Okay. It's like Hitler's dream. Yeah, basically. God. The Vikings went, pillaged, took everything, killed everyone, only brought back the most beautiful. Yeah. Impregnated them with their fucking crazy DNA. And <laughs> oh then now God. you have professional tennis players. Yeah. And Hanna <laughs> <laughs> Karnakova exists. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude. Jason, this has been an awesome podcast. We're about to hit the two-hour mark, dude. We are. Yeah. That's wild. It's been a lot of fun, man. Dude, this has been me. a blast, dude. We talked about everything. This so. There has to be a part two now, though. We we have to do it. Let's do it, man. We have to. Whenever you want, let me know. I'll make it work. We'll make it work, dude. Anything you want to plug? Any shows coming up? Any projects? Anything you're doing? Talk um, to me. So I've got some stuff coming up, but it's pretty secret low key right now. So okay. I'd say just uh, stick to my uh, Instagram. It'll be coming up at Jason Hydro or Jason Harari and uh, be some new stuff. And I'm sure if you come out, we'll be inviting Dom out to hang out with us, too. So come visit us. <laughs> um, other than that, no, man, it's just a pleasure to be here and Hell yeah. keep going, man. Dude, thank you so much, man. Like, Thank you. It This podcast, I think we've touched base on so many different subjects, too. Yeah. Like it's been good. we're about to publish this right now and get it on iTunes, mm-hmm. and I don't even know what the description is going to be. I just, I mean, from fly fishing to Trump to pubic hair. That's just me <laughs> from fly fishing to Trump <laughs> and pubes. Yeah, and pubes. Oh my god! All right, brother. Well, I'm going to say my favorite cheers to the end. Of this. All right. Uh, we're going to cheers to the birds. All right, to the storks that bring the good babies. To the ravens that bring the bad babies, and to the swallows that bring no babies. <laughs> Cheers. Salute. God damn. Salute. Cheers.